Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland presents Ignite Her Podcast, a podcast connecting you to a community of empowered women. Big Sisters of BC Lower Mainland is a nonprofit focused on providing meaningful mentorship for youth. All right, we are back with another episode. It is March, and as we all know, March is a really important month. It is International Women's Day, so this is the month that we get to celebrate women and all the great stuff we do and just, you know, remember how far we've come. Before we kind of get into that stuff, I want to know, just have a little check-in with Angie and Vanessa and see how life is going. Well, it's been a year of being in this COVID situation Mm. and uh, I can definitely tell probably over the past couple of months that like I'm starting to get super sick of it as like everybody is. There was like a point at which I was like sick of it. And I'm like, okay, but it's important that we like keep going. And I was still kind of like positive about it. And now I'm feeling a lot more like resentful and sort of like helpless and powerless. And like, even though it's getting to the end and like people I know are getting vaccinated and that's awesome. I'm still just sort of like, I don't know, grumpy about it. And just like, I don't care anymore. I just want life to go back to normal. And yeah, it's, it's been hard, but like other things in life are mostly fine. I just want to see my friends and meet their babies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I feel the same way. All I do is like, I just envision a summer where I can sit outside with my friends and like hang out with them. That's, that's all I, that's all I'm holding on to. I actually made, um, I made a summer bucket list. That's all that's keeping (laughs) me going. (laughs) Is it like hug someone? touch a doorknob without being freaked out afterwards. (laughs) What about you, Vanessa? Yeah, same, same thing here, right? Like, I I feel like even in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like, oh, this really works out for me because I, you know, I, I'm an introvert and I'm shy and I'd rather work from home and see people less often and at a distance and all these kind of things. But I think over this period of time, it's like that freedom is is gone and you don't have choice in a lot of things anymore so i do miss seeing people and a lot of family members in in person you know like i do connect with them here and there over text or like dropping things off at their house or my house or what have you but like just i'm like oh wow i haven't seen so and so for so long or or what have you so it's yeah it's been really been really tough and and just like the this strain of like planning your day or outings and like what that's going to look like and thinking about how many people are going to be there and is it worth the possible exposure? It's just a lot to, to think about. And it's been, um, been quite a drain. So it's, it's been tough, you know, getting to that year mark and um, possibly seeing some kind of not end, but like, I don't know, conclusion in in sight or a change at least in, in the future. Um, and it's still tough because we don't know what that's going to look like or how how safe we're going to be or how comfortable everyone's going to be as well going into going into the future. So we'll see. It's such a it can be such a drain on your mental health, too. And like I was looking for a counselor over this period of time and it was so difficult. Mm. I thought like, oh, it'll be easy because they're all doing like Zoom counseling. So you don't have to scheduling's a bit easier or something. And it was like every single one I emailed, sorry, I'm full. Sorry, I'm not taking clients. Sorry, I'm full. I was like, oh my God, everyone's just like needing therapy right now. It's taking a toll for sure. Mm-hmm. I know. Who would have thought? 
uh over a year ago when we were sitting in the surrey office <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally like all those memes too where it's like oh i guess what happened to that two-week <laughs> quarantine from the start and now it ends up being a whole year yeah it's crazy to think sometimes it feels like i don't know if the right word is like an out-of-body experience like we're so useless but then Sometimes I'm like looking from the outside in. It's like, is this really happening? Like <laughs> for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember sitting in or standing in my kitchen making breakfast one day and I was listening to the news and it was talking about COVID and um, in China and all this stuff. And I kind of had this moment. I was like, I feel like I'm in a movie mm-hmm. where I'm at the start of like an ap- post-apocalyptic movie or something. And the craziness is just about to begin, but I'm not fully aware of it. I sort of had that like, awareness in that moment I was like when's it gonna hit and then it was like a few weeks and it was like boom everything shut down stay at home yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I went to um I went to Vegas the weekend before everything shut down and lucky um, (laughs) right I know I'm so thankful for that but um before I was leaving like I wasn't paying attention to it that much at that time and my mom was like I remember she was pleading me to cancel right before she's like, please don't go. Do you understand what's happening? I was like, mom, chill. Like, (laughs) I'll be fine. And then literally the day after we come back, the world shuts down. And I was like, OMG. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Crazy how that happened. It's crazy to look back, right? Like, I I remember even like my husband was saying to me, like early on, he's like, oh, we need to stock up on food. And I was like, what are you talking? Stock up on food? what? No, like we don't need to do that. And like literally a week or two later, it's like, okay, yeah, the the groceries are, the grocery store is completely empty. Wow. Okay. This is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, there was a time when the paper towels were all sold out. Like, yeah, yeah. That was actually a thing. Yeah. I remember going to save on at the start of it and like empty shelves and like no proteins, no real meats, like just sort of stuff that, like lamb was left over stuff. They don't really like eat often. And I remember having this moment of being like, what am I going to feed my kids? Which is not a thought that I have ever because I'm not Mm -hmm. in that situation. And it's like still like still full of privilege. Like I go grab so many other different kinds of foods, but then it got me reflecting on like, there's some people that live like that all the time, not during COVID, right? Like where they are constantly like, what am I going to feed them? Where am I going to get it from? How am I going to get there? We're lucky in the fact that we aren't dealing with this all the time, but for some people it's like they're every day. Yeah, definitely brought a Mm -hmm. lot of perspective and even like on the other hand too, just slowing things down so much. It, yeah, it really <clears throat> made me realize like how I used to kind of operate or just like example, like for me, I have a lot of anxiety and I think a lot of my anxiety too was triggered by how like on the go I was all the time before and taking on too much and all of that. And then I think slowing down my tasks, I think I was able to sit down and really process kind of like my thoughts and stuff and like slow down in that sense. So that's one thing I can appreciate. I can, I've kind of been able to take out the external chatter and kind of listen to my body, which I don't think I've ever been able to do that before. So yeah, I'm really thankful for that part, at least. We're almost there. Yeah. I see it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I envision, I see the glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. The mm-hmm. little, you know, that little bit you can see from far away. Yeah. I, see. I was super happy because this month is also my birthday. I was actually born on International Women's Day. Yeah. I don't know you guys know that, <laughs> but I'm like the OG original international mm. woman. Um, <laughs> the day before, Oprah gave me the birth- best birthday present of having an interview with Meghan and Harry, which I was mm. like so happy about. And I was 
I was like, we have to be home at three o'clock so I can watch it live because I'm not going to watch it after the fact. I need to see it as it's happening. That was a crazy interview. It was so shocking. And I, I wasn't in it right at the start. Like I was like, dealing with my own mental health and everything. So I took a few days and then I, I, I watched bits and pieces of it. And I was just shocked. I was like, what? This is real? This happened? I couldn't believe it. I think that it's just really, I mean, it's very sad that she had like suicidal ideations during that time, but it's so powerful. I think that she was able to come out and say it because she didn't have to, she could have explained it in a different way, but I think it's really good just talking about mental health and stuff to have people who are in the like limelight celebrities saying like how important it is to try and take care of your mental health and that it is a, it should be a big part of our lives and that no matter what barriers you face, you need to like fight for yourself. Even if that means like getting yourself out of a toxic situation or whatever it means to be able to take care of yourself is really important. Yeah. I, what I kind of took away from that documentary too, or sorry, the interview too, is that I see this happening a lot, especially um, in my cultural background um, when it comes to marriage, kind of the woman kind of going from their family to someone else's family and not kind of being in their own place, but more so just being, uh, quote unquote, someone else's property. Mm. And so I think the things that she was talking about were very valid. And um, yeah, when she was saying that people were just shutting her down and that her mental health at the time was an inconvenience and not, and it wasn't necessary to get help. Like I, I've seen that kind of theme happen a lot. And I think it was such a beautiful message for her to actually share that she, um, you know, valued her own mental health and was strong enough to um, step up. And then also like Harry supporting her in that too, which I thought was really great. Like he wasn't just like, okay, you know, this is my family. And you're like, you're making this an inconvenience. Like he really stepped up and supported her. And as a unit together, they were both able to, you know, see what's important and then exit from that situation. And I also think too, like the theme of family, like, of course, family is very important, but I think it's also important to recognize like these situations where they do, where your mental health is affected and, you know, having those boundaries, like it's still really important. Like you don't have to sacrifice your mental health to, you know, appease certain people. So I really like that takeaway from the interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like what you said about like mental health being an inconvenience, because I do think that that is a huge part of how mental health is portrayed or someone who's struggling with mental health is portrayed like in the media and other places is that like, I mean, even people have come out and said it about Megan, they're just looking for attention. Yeah. And it's like, she doesn't have enough attention. I think she has enough attention. <laughs> if she wants it, she can find it other ways other than anyway. But that's, that's also something that's often like attached to women is like mm -hmm. the mental health is an inconvenience that like just be quiet just sh go away. I um yeah. I liked what you shared on your Instagram. I think it was a TikToker. Someone was saying, you know, Megan's not going to read your comments like saying she's attention seeking and all of that. But, you know, your your sister, or your friend or whoever who's going through the like the same thing or experiencing suicidal ideations, they're going to see that you attach these experiences to attention seeking. So maybe, you know, you need to check yourself because it's true. Like even after the interview was done, I saw so many comments. People were still saying, like, you know, she's just giving like uh, giving the royal family a hard time. She's attached to blah, blah, blah. I was like, dang, that, that must have been so hard to say to everyone and to like, you know, talk about such painful experiences and you still are saying you don't believe it. Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. It's so harsh. And, you know, something that really 
stood out to me is like the narrative that was put around her and how it was so different compared to Kate because of like her race, right? So she's mixed race and and I relate that to that too, being mixed race. And I think that, you know, it was such, like she said, it was such a great opportunity for her to step into that position and represent a lot of other people in the world. And for that narrative to be so negative around her, it was it was just really eye-opening. And I think it was really great that she did this interview and and you know stepped into this place of you know wanting to to shed light and being open and you know being a, a representative of of so many different people around the world. I think that was really powerful and a really great thing for her to do and and being open and and vulnerable like that. Sort of going back to attention seeking from like talking about your mental health. Yeah. When you are struggling with mental health, you are seeking attention and you should get that attention. And especially when it comes to like youth and when they start doing things that people typically see as like attention seeking, like self-harming or um, having an eating disorder or something. And they're like, oh, they're just seeking attention. I've heard people say that a lot. It's like, then give them the attention because that is what they're looking for. And if the alternative is like paying them attention, they're not going to hurt themselves or they might um, work on their eating disorder. Okay. And it's the same with like Megan, she needed attention. What's the better? Let's all ignore her so that she like follows through with her ideations. No. Yeah. It's uh, it's really interesting to see even in um, 2021, how uh, I still see that theme that, you know, mental health is talked about a lot, I think, compared to, you know, past generations, but it's still within our comfort. I think when, like, for example, like suicidal ideations, and all of a sudden, it's like, like you said, or eating disorders, it becomes, oh, attention seeking, like, we're still kind of in that phase of just like talking about what's comfortable. But when it gets to like, quote, unquote, extreme, then it's just like, oh, no, let's, let's shy away from that. So I hope that this, this does bring more awareness and more comfort in talking about these things. And I think, yeah, I think the way she took she like owned her circumstances and had the strength to do something about it and like had good supports. Uh, that was fabulous. I think it was really great. And they look happy. So that's good. <laughs> that's important. And I hope people start to reflect on how the media is, is portraying them. Like you said, Vanessa, the differences, it just, it just holds up a mirror to the bigotry that can be in the media from the people who are writing the articles. Like what we consume media wise, it really does add to that like consumerism, like piece of don't take literally take in everything for face value. I think I know I was telling my friends, I think this interview and like, I don't know if you guys saw the Britney Spears documentary, but yes, yeah, like at like seeing those circumstances, like both with Megan and Britney, like when the things were happening in real time, I'll be honest, I believed it the way that it was portrayed. And then now, like, kind of seeing the other end of it, it's just like, yeah, maybe have more compassion for the person that's being bashed as opposed to being on the side of the people curating these really hurtful and hateful articles and media. Definitely. Should we get into the amazing women that we have who are going to be part of today's show? Yeah, I think, um, you know, talking about mental health, it's a good, good transition to the first person that we have. So for International Women's Day this year, we decided that um, we would reach out to the empowered women in our community and ask them a few questions related to International Women's Day. So what we did was we got about five women who are doing really amazing things and we 
ask them about their achievements, a message that they wanted to share with women around the world, and also a call to action where they choose to challenge other women. So so our first recording we have is Sharon. Hi, my name is Sharon McKenna, and I am a huge sleep connoisseur. When I'm not sleeping, though, I do work for a tech company as an electrical engineer. And when I'm not crunching numbers or fighting with my calculator, I volunteer for different youth groups as a mentor around my community. I am proud of many things I've achieved, but apart from the material things I've been blessed to achieve at a young age, I have accomplished so much with my mental health. I am so proud of where my mental health is and where it's going. It's the best place I've been in a very long time. A message I'd share with women around the world is go where you're celebrated and not where you're tolerated. You are enough, you're capable, and you are not a second fiddle. To challenge this year, I am simply going to execute. I am going to execute on all my goals and everything I put my mind to. And just remember that I am enough and I am fully capable. Okay, so that was awesome. That's such a great way to start off this series of women. Um, The first thing I want to say is when she said, go places where you're celebrated and not tolerated. The first time I heard that, it like gave me goosebumps. I was like, mic drop. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) It was perfect. Sharon is so awesome. It blows my mind that she's an engineer because that is not something that I could use. I can't even fathom what that is like or 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 what um what you do on the day to day. Honestly, it's so out of my realm. So I'm so proud of her for going into that field that is usually very um male dominated or or male focused. So that is amazing. And yeah, it it really reson- resonated with me too, you know, like go to where you're celebrated because there are places where sometimes you're just you don't feel like you fit in or you aren't really welcome and and whatnot. So making sure that you are part of spaces and communities where you are definitely celebrated and uh, seen is is really important. Yeah. And that's not just something that can be attributed to women. It's like all across the board for Mm -hmm. no matter like who you are, go places where people are going to celebrate who you are and not just like sort of put up with you. I think that's a really, really important message to give to kids too, or to youth. I think at, from a very young age, we can kind of slip into that um, slip into that circumstance where we just stay in situations because we have to. And, you know, when you kind of can get into that <clears throat> circumstance where you can be in more situations where you are celebrated, like it's like a snowball effect, right? It'll, it just kind of transfers in all facets of life. So I think that's, yeah, so important. And I like that she did mention to like, you know, remind yourself that you are good enough and you are capable. Again, that's something it's really easy to forget, but it's good to kind of remind ourselves that, you know what, we are more than capable of all the things that we want to achieve in life. And, you know, just reminding yourself, I think that you are capable, it really helps to kind of get the ball rolling and be able to um, move forward and try out those things you want to try. One thing I also really admire about Sharon too, is like, she's doing all of this stuff. And on top of that, she's like, a really great person and just always has such kindness to share and always has a really great attitude and stuff. So mm-hmm. she, she volunteers with our programs, right? Has for ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharon is a go girls mentor. She has been for the last five years and she's also helped run our go girls training sessions every single time we've had it in person. So she is our 
go to. And I know that she volunteers with other organizations as well. So she's, uh, she's a giver and she's going to do some really awesome things in the future. Mm-hmm. Sharon, remember us little people. <laughs> <laughs> come back to us. Yeah. I've only met Sharon one time and she's, she's like definitely stood out to me Same. as someone who is just like, she's like a light, you know, mm-hmm. she's one of those people that just like exudes amazingness. Yep. For sure. All right. So the next person we're going to hear from is Sukmani. Hi, I'm Sukmani Parawal, your resident chocoholic bibliophile with a passion for building and investing in community. Over the past few years, some things I've accomplished are launching Infusion YA Book Festival, which is BC's first ever literary festival for young adults, starting Back to Basics podcast, events and community, and really getting out of my comfort zone and most recently launching small biz buzz an initiative where at no cost we promote small businesses and content creators across our social media platforms now one thing i'd like to share with you all and women and non-binary persons around the world today is the art of celebration too often we're told not to celebrate an achievement for so-and-so patriarchal reason well guess what celebrate celebrate and revel in your wins your achievements and you know what? In, it is in this spirit that I'd also love to challenge you all today to daily celebrate one of your wins. Now, whether it's waking up on time, landing the big deal, or getting the kids to bed early, hallelujah, no matter what it is, or if it's big or small, because nobody can decide that for you. Only you can define that. Because you deserve to be celebrated for all you do and all you are. I hope you'll all join me in this very special challenge and a very, very, very happy International Women's Day to one and all. Sukhwani, I had the pleasure of meeting her through my other podcast and I have never met someone who like wholeheartedly cares about the community and just really goes out there and does like actionable things like she like she was talking about in her achievements yeah she's created so many cool different initiatives that like her the book festival I actually did a a speaking guest panel on there too and just the amount of people that she's able to engage and like really connect well with it was really cool what I hear from her too is like you know she's done all these awesome awesome things that she's passionate about and it sounds like she hasn't you know, held herself back. Like she's just gone for it. And I think that sometimes we can get in this place of like, oh, this person's done so much. And, you know, you compare yourself to them. And what I'm trying to do is, is hear things like this and go, oh yeah, she did it. That's awesome. I can do it too. You know, I can do the things that I want to do and go after my goals and, and dreams and, and try to achieve them. Yeah. There's too much competition between women for sure. That is completely unnecessary. What stood out to me with her was, um, again, celebrating wins. It triggered me to think about how often we aren't taught or we don't know how to take compliments. And I don't know if this is just, I think it's more of a a thing that women deal with. Um, But, you know, dismissing when people tell you you're doing something good or even negating it like, oh, I really like your shirt. Oh, this, I just like pulled it out of my drawer, like my dirty, it was like a dirty shirt. I don't even know. It's like five years old. It has holes in it. And you start like, basically (laughs) just Mm -hmm. like crapping on yourself when someone tries to give you a compliment sometimes. So something that I've learned in the past couple years is like learning to take a compliment because it actually ends up complimenting the person who's complimenting you. Because when they say something like, oh, I really like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, thank you. 
I worked really hard on that. Then they feel good because they're like, yeah, we both agree that that was awesome. And they feel good for giving you a compliment. Whereas if you dismiss them or dismiss the compliment, you end up leaving the person feeling worse or feeling bad for even trying to give you a compliment. And then they might be dissuaded from doing that again in the future with like other people. So I think learning to take compliments and celebrating your wins is sort of like mashed up into one thing. And it's definitely something that I'm going to like pass on to my kids is to just be able to be like, thanks. Yeah, I'm proud of that too. So simple, but it makes such a big difference. Yeah. I think until maybe like this year, anytime someone would compliment me, I'm like, accepting compliment is going to destroy me. (laughs) (laughs) But you're so right. It does serve as a bigger picture. And Okay, so let's hear from Ariana. My name is Ariana Almeida, and I'm the founder and president of a nonprofit student-led organization called Girls Can Talk Society. With over 100 members from across British Columbia, the goal of Girls Can Talk Society is to foster safe environments in school communities that allow students to engage in conversations encompassing women's rights and equalities. I am extremely proud of the impact Girls Can Talk Society has made over the past two years of operation, whether that be hosting educational discussions, providing mentorship, to creating care packages for single mothers at the YWCA, we have accomplished a lot. I realize how important it is to surround ourselves with people who uplift, understand, and support us in this journey towards equality. And a message I want to share with women around the world, especially my generation of young people, is to be brave and courageous to raise your voice. Because the things you say and the opinions you have matter. It is so important to participate in conversations and discuss issues that occur in our communities because it raises awareness. And I believe the more awareness society has, the closer we are to a more equal world. This year, I choose the challenge by continuing to advocate for gender equality, as well as celebrate the countless achievements of women. And I hope you choose the challenge along with me. So awesome. So Ariana is in grade 12. What? Let that settling. Grade 12. Yep. Wow. fooled me there. I know. Holy smokes, right? So she started Girls Can Talk Society when she was in grade 10. Can you imagine like you're 15 years old and you've created this like nonprofit and, you know, you started at, you know, with a, with a club at your school and it spread across BC and, and having that impact at such a young age is, is absolutely amazing. So she is incredible. I like that as she's experiencing these things, she also wanted to provide resources that, you know, help her and help her peers as well. And I like the topics and the things that they're exposing young girls to because I truly believe like the more tools you have in your tool belt like the better you can do and like I don't know a lot of these topics I had no idea about when I was their age so (laughs) it's great that they're providing opportunities because what a great age and like at that time you're so curious so why not peak curiosity to like these really important things and it could only add more value as time goes on yeah I like that she brought up being brave 
Um, I think that bravery really matters. And it's something that I have started to reflect more on since I've been having kids or since I've been having kids. I only have two and I had two and that's it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Since I had kids, because I'm always telling them like, oh, do you want to be brave and try whatever it is? And then I've kind of reflected on like how often as grown adults do we get a chance to like really be brave truly and like what does bravery mean for each person and um so i think taking those opportunities to to like be brave is important can you remember the last time that you had to be brave for something as an adult i think it depends on how you look at it because honestly some days i think my bravery is just getting up and getting through the day Mm -hmm. and going to all the meetings, getting all my stuff done and all that stuff because it's some days is really hard and other days I can feel amazing. And then my bravery on that day is like, okay, I'm going to do this thing I've never done before or or like talk to this person or what have you. My bravery that I'm trying to work on is speaking up for myself. I think that is where, you know, I get scared. And so for me, expressing my needs in a situation or advocating for myself, that scares me so much. So yeah, I think those are the moments where I feel like bravery is needed. Yeah, it's interesting too that sometimes we need to be so extra brave to stick up for ourselves rather than for other people, but somehow it's it's easier the other way around. All right, so let's hear from Rochelle. Hey everyone, how's it going? My name is Rochelle. I go by she and her pronouns. I'm currently making this video on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish people. And something that I'm proud of is the community impact I've been able to make uh, through an organization called Spark Foundation, which myself and a good friend of mine started back in grade 10. Um, a message that I want to share with women around the world is that remember that your age, your gender, your ethnicity, um, it doesn't matter. And age does not matter when it comes to making a difference, especially. So go out there, make a difference, do what you can to give back and build that community impact. And I'm going to choose to challenge um, this year by making sure that women of all backgrounds, of all color, ethnicity, whatever it may be, if you have barriers or do not have barriers, that all of these different backgrounds of women especially are able to um, give back uh, through community engagement, through volunteering, etc. And I'm going to make a pledge to say that I will do my best this year and the years to come to make sure that they have a platform to be heard when it comes to community engagement and then and also that these uh, groups of women have a platform to build leadership skills. So yeah, Rochelle, me and Rochelle actually used to work together. Um, we used to do youth programs and preteen programs. I had no idea that this is all the cool stuff she was doing on the side. And then, yeah, when I started my podcast, I found her social media. And this is where I thought, like, the power of social media is so great because you get to see all this great work that people are doing out there. And same with um, Rochelle. She started her work with the Spark Foundation and really started engaging with the community at the age of 15, too. And I'm just, like, so in awe of all of these young people doing all of these, like, really, really fabulous things. And I also like that she said that she wants to bring more opportunities to women of color to be involved in community engagement. I think, yeah, sometimes like you like you want to, but you just don't know how. And I think it's the responsibility of us like community workers and people who are starting these initiatives to bring those opportunities to members of the community as well. I think that part sometimes gets overlooked. So I think that's important to recognize that. It's definitely important to to pay attention to our privilege and then use it to like uplift other, other women. Like she said, it's not mm-hmm. just about like, oh, we're all equal women who are fighting against oppression. Oppression is affecting all of us differently depending on who we are and where we are in the world. So it's 
always important to keep that in like the forefront of our minds for sure. Yeah, I'm, I totally agree with that. And I think that's, you know, something we're trying to do with this podcast as well, right? Giving other women uh, from diverse backgrounds an opportunity to come and talk about what they do and all the amazing work um, that they're involved in right now. And also what I what I got from her is really just that importance of being involved in in your community, right? And I think that's so so important, right? To get to know your neighbors so that we can come together with like, like love and respect for, for each other and um, understanding as well. Right. So we're not just super segregated and keeping to our, um, you know, own, own families and, and smaller communities, but really reaching out and, and being open. I think that's um, incredibly important and, and there's tons of opportunities out there, you know, and, and especially in, in COVID times too, I think, keeping that connection to your community and doing something for the greater good can can really help help you get through things as well and, and contributes to your own mental health and, and well-being. Yeah. Okay, we have one final one from Manisha. Hello, I'm Manisha, accountant by day and host of the podcast, Life of a Reluctant Brown Girl by Night. I am proud that I'm able to help cultivate a community using my platform and position as well as support, empower, and uplift women and minorities using my skills and abilities. By starting diversity and inclusion initiatives at my workplace to help further advocate on the importance of representation, volunteering my time as a mentor to young women, as well as serving on boards that directly support youth, minorities, and those living in poverty. A message I would like to share with women around the world is don't hold yourself back. Life has enough obstacles that'll do that for you. It may take some time to break down and remove the external, systemic, and societal barriers in our lives, but we can start with removing the internal barriers that we create in our mind. One way that I'm choosing to challenge this year is bringing in a diverse range of guests on the podcast to discuss experiences and topics such as gender biases and inequalities. I will also continue to acknowledge my privileges and put in the work in staying aware of my own unconscious biases. Most importantly, I'll continue to use my voice to speak up against gender biases and inequality. Oh, Manisha. I I love Manisha. She's so she's so great. Every time I speak with her, I just feel amazing afterwards. You know how like sometimes you have those people in your life, you have a conversation with them and afterwards you're like, yeah, I can do anything. I can just like I can take over the world. Um, she's, she's one of those people and everything that she does, she does wholeheartedly. So she, you know, she's an accountant for PwC right now and she volunteers with the YWCA and she has her own podcast that she started too, which is absolutely, um, amazing. So it's, um, yeah, I really, I really look up to her and, and respect everything that she does. I really liked that she said to not hold yourself back, that there's Mm -hmm. enough things in the world that are going to do that for you. And it's so true. And it's something that, I really need to remember because I totally hugely suffer from imposter syndrome. Yes. And I need to like break out of it and I wish I could just like turn it off. It's a good reminder in those moments when I'm being super hard on myself or feeling inadequate to just be like, I don't need to be another person adding stress and barriers to myself. Like, let me deal with the external stuff and it's important to remember. Yeah, same. And I think there's times where like unconsciously I get nervous to take up space or try out different things like who am I to be doing that but her message was a really good example like there's enough space to do different things and even when she's talking like you can hear the passion in her 
in her voice for the things that she's doing and she really cares about too. So yeah, those are really good reminders that I think we should all have. That's awesome. We had so many great contributions from all these amazing people doing amazing things. I am inspired. Yeah, I feel like it's the tip of the iceberg. Like there's there must there's so many people out there that are doing such cool stuff that I just yeah. want to like talk to them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you too. How do you two choose to challenge for International Women's Day? I am going to choose to challenge by I'm going to do two things. So one, I'm going to look internally and really try and dissect and analyze my thoughts and and like how I go about the world to ensure that I'm not uplifting the patriarchy or uplifting white supremacy or, or anything like that. So I'm going to be very, try to be very mindful about what's going on and I'm going to use my voice more and speak up. Um, because that can be that can be really frightening. So I want to be brave in those instances and allow myself space as well. Because sometimes it can be hard to notice right away, like, oh, this is the time I need to speak up. It it can, you know, you, there can be a delay in your thinking and your processing and everything. So um, giving myself that space as well. And when I notice it come up to speak up, and even if it's after a conversation or a meeting or what have you, you know, making sure that I am speaking up for for others and for the direction I think that we we should go in. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a really good thing to do to to just double check yourself. Because I think I know that I'm guilty of getting into a place of feeling like, well, I'm very aware of what's going on. And I'm, you know, I, I interact with like social media and stuff that's like really um, like anti-racist, but that doesn't mean that I can't fall victim to it as well. And so just doing that constant check of like, why do I think this way? Or what am I doing? Is there something I can change is, is really important for sure. So I'm going to do that. And then I'm also going to, I'm going to try and be brave also in those moments of like needing to speak up and trying to reduce my hesitation period because I do often hesitate if you know it backfires then deal with it afterwards rather than not saying anything and that's just another form of backfiring so mm-hmm. yeah same I think yeah I think I'm gonna choose to challenge to not silence myself to make my environment comfortable or make other people comfortable I'm ready to stir the pot <laughs> let's do so, it yeah <laughs> that's my choose the challenge what's the what's that saying good women don't make history or quiet yeah. women don't make history mm-hmm. or something, yeah. like, something yes. like that yeah 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 <laughs> we can do it says rosie the riveter <laughs> yeah there we go <laughs> okay so happy international women's day everyone i hope you enjoyed the show we are going to have another show coming for you in april that's going to be very exciting with taylor huey check that out it's amazing And you can follow Big Sisters at www.bigsisters.bc.ca or the podcast at Ignite Her Podcast on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.